Welcome to Bible Center Church, and thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We pray that the Lord speaks to you as you hear from His Word today. If you're a note taker, you like to take notes, you can see the notes in your bulletin. Uh, It's also on the app. Some people like to fill in the blanks. But the main point I want to communicate today is that we can all pray for Bible Center School. Now, I realize that as I'm speaking, I'm talking to different groups of people with a differing relationships to Bible Center School. There are some of you, you send your children there or have sent your children or grandchildren there, and you wish you had more children to send to Bible Center School. You love it. You are eager to find out that was today was Bible Center School Sunday. We're so glad you're here, and I want you to feel invited to pray for Bible Center School. There are others, perhaps, and maybe you homeschool your children And already you're wondering, why did we even come today? Why am I even here? Maybe you almost didn't come. Or maybe you're watching online and you thought, I'm not going to come, but I'm going to listen in and see what this is about anyway. I want you to know I'm glad you're here because I want to invite you also to pray for Bible Center School. There are others. You send your children to public school. The Lord has clearly led in your life in that way. And and you're wondering, well, why? What does this have to do with me? Well, you too can pray. I hope you'll join me in praying for Bible Center School. More than ever, I'm seeing administrators, principals, vice principals, uh, teachers from all around our county school system and really our tri-county area beginning to join and attend Bible Center School. And so if that's you, I want you to know I'm glad you're here. And, And this message is for you because we need your prayers also at Bible Center School. Maybe I'm speaking to a mom or a dad and you'd like to enroll your children, but you've checked the tuition and you're just not quite sure you can make it work. Well, I want today's message to be for you as well. One, reach out to us and let us know if there's something we can do to help, uh, to help get your children in Bible Center School. But even if the Lord clearly leads otherwise, we're just glad you're here. And I need your prayers. We need your prayers together as a church family for our school. Now, there may be even a few. Maybe you used to be enrolled in Bible Center, and you're no longer. Maybe your children used to be, and and for some reason or another, you decided to, to go a different route. I'm so glad you're here. And of all people, I want to ask you to join me. Please join me in praying for Bible Center School. And then, of course, I may be speaking to some men and women who don't yet have children. Or maybe your children are long past school age, or grandchildren are long past school age, We need your prayers as well. There are several things I want to start with today. One of those is this. The gospel is bigger than your school choice. The gospel is bigger than your school choice. That's not in your notes, but that's just something the Lord laid on my heart. I wanted to wake up this morning and tell you the gospel is bigger than your school choice. In the form of Christianity that my wife and I grew up in, there was almost this pressure that if you didn't send your children or if our parents didn't send us to a certain school, there were some who made you feel or made our parents feel as though they, were, they didn't love Jesus as much. And I want to take that load off of you right now. The gospel is not your school choice. This gospel is bigger than your school choice. Something else I wanted to share is that though the Bible teaches that we raise our children with a solid Christian education, it never commands or insinuates that Christian education equals Christian school. The Bible never insinuates that Christian education equals Christian school. 
You see, there are passages like Deuteronomy 6 and Ephesians 6 that teach us to raise our children in the faith. That is commanded. So if you were to ask me, Pastor Matt, do you believe in Christian education? The answer is emphatically yes. I believe in Christian education. The problem is this idea of the Christian school or the modern Christian school movement is just that. It's modern. If you look back for 2,000 years of church history and look in the scriptures, the command is to not the church, not the school. Who is responsible for raising children in the faith? The parents are responsible for raising the children in the faith. And so that's why we have solid families in our church who, who homeschool their children, and they believe the Lord would have them homeschool. We have solid families in our church, numerous, who send their children to Bible Center School or Cross Lanes Christian School or Charleston Catholic, and they clearly believe that's what the Lord has led them to do. We have other families who send their kids to public school, and, and they're aware that mom or dad has to take some extra time in God's Word every day and teach Bible principles to their children because they're not getting it at school. And so wherever you fall on that spectrum, I think we all can agree. We all can pray for Bible Center School. Now, today is an important message. It goes quickly, but it's important really for several reasons. I believe we're going to look back at today, this Bible Center School Sunday, and see it as a, almost a, a monumental point, a pivotal point in the life of our school. I believe, as from what I'm about to share, we're going to look at as a pivotal Sunday in the life of our church. I'm convinced that there are going to be families impacted because of what we talk about today. And I am convinced there are going to be people in heaven by the grace of God because of some decisions that are going to be made this day. So this, this is an important message, one that's near and dear into my heart. And really, if you take all the points and you sum it up, you could sum it up into two points. I'm going to encourage you and tell you why pray for Bible Center School and then how to pray for Bible Center School. Why and then how. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. Will you stand with me out of respect for the Bible? Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, think of this, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So why pray for Bible Center School? Number one, it fits with our church's overall mission and vision. It fits with our church's overall mission and vision. Bible Center School isn't something that we do on the side. It's not a business that we run, but it's actually part, it's integral to our mission and our vision. You say, what's our mission? Well, our mission is to glorify God by producing more maturing followers of Jesus. We take those orders straight from Jesus' words in Matthew 28 Right before he is to ascend back into heaven, he says, Go therefore and teach or make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do everything I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so we get our marching orders straight from Jesus. Over the last three weeks, I've talked about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. What does a follower of Christ look like? You can go back and listen to those messages. We see that followers of Jesus love God. Followers of Jesus, authentic, genuine followers of Jesus love others, other Christians. And authentic followers of Jesus love their neighbors. And so God's called us to do that, to to be that as a church. And we believe the school allows us to teach that in a unique way where students come to us 180 days out of the year and we can speak discipleship into their lives. If we have them for 180 days at seven hours per day, that's 1,260 hours a year that we can speak into their personal discipleship. If you get a chance and you're taking notes, you might jot down the book of 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, really the first half of the chapter, Peter says this. He says, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And then he continues with all these other things we're supposed to add to our faith. And here at Bible Center, in Bible Center Church, Bible Center School, we take it seriously because we believe that the foundation for knowledge is not knowledge itself. The foundation for knowledge, according to Peter, in 2 Peter 2, 2 Peter chapter 1, is faith. He says, add to your faith virtue and then to virtue knowledge. No matter what method of schooling we choose for our children, if we leave out making sure they are taught faith and taught virtue, and all we do is teach knowledge, we are educating intelligent rebels. That's all we're doing. But it's important that we educate with faith and then with virtue, and knowledge builds on top of that. So it's part of our mission, but it's also part of our vision. What is our vision as a church? It's to saturate our city with the gospel. A longer form of that vision is we like to say, we want to saturate the city with the gospel by means of making disciples, meeting needs, and multiplying influence. We'll tell you more about that this fall. By making disciples, meeting needs, and multiplying influence. But I want to read for you a description of our vision. This is what uh, we're working on as a staff, what we're working on as a group of leaders, and we'll, we'll share more, but I want to sh- read to you where we are with our vision right now and how we describe it. One day I'll have it memorized, but I'm not that smart. Here we go. We're, first of all, we're for the gospel. What do we mean? Jesus demonstrates and communicates the gospel through words and works. He breaks down all barriers to make his good news available attractive, and understandable to every repentant heart. Jesus is always for the underdog, the hurting, the sick, and the oppressed. So we will demonstrate his compassion through a generosity of resources, people, and ministries. Bible Center desires to reflect our Savior with our heads, our hearts, and our hands. Our services, classes, groups, study materials, and media all seek to enrapture our people with the deep truths of the gospel and its implication for the Great Commission, glorifying God by producing more maturing followers of Jesus. Individually, we desire to love God more, love each other more, 
and love our neighbors more. Each person, regardless of age, economic status, gender, ethnicity, or unique brokenness, is welcomed with open doors and open arms into the life of our church. Everyone is encouraged to find a service in which to belong, a, group, a service in which to worship, a group in which to belong, and a team on which to serve. Our desire is that one day, everyone will be known by name and missed when they are gone. That's our desire. In the next 10 years, we're going to invite everyone who calls this church their home to a new level of maturity. One that doesn't stop with knowing Jesus, but grows to sharing Jesus. We will become a people who take risks to bring the gospel to every relationship. Today, in 2020, we gather as 1,500 people in worship. But one day soon, we will scatter as 1,500 missionaries determined to saturate the city with the gospel. What do we mean by city? What do we mean by city? Imagine a day. Imagine this. Imagine a day when each and every person in Charleston has been given the most attractive opportunity possible to hear and receive the gospel. Dream of the day when every home and restaurant and business and school in our city, along with every nook and cranny of the Canal Valley, is influenced and renewed by the love and message of Jesus Christ. Our commitment to saturate the city with the gospel will lead to a congregation reflecting, think of this, economic and racial diversity of the city. Bible Center will continue to be a home for suffering families and broken marriages and those wrestling with addiction. The love of Christ is displayed through our commitment to serve the city economically, socially, physically, mentally, and of course spiritually through an ever-expanding network of leaders, campuses, and church plants. In order to bring the gospel to the 180,000 people in Kanawha County, we will encourage each person in our church to engage in one of six missional domains. Not all six, just one of six. We'll be encouraging you to, inc to step into one of these six. Education, or counseling and addiction recovery, or city ministries, or special needs, or adoption and foster care, or business. We believe God has given us these six. Our church will continually structure itself to be innovative, active, and present in our city, a movement fully engaged in our neighborhoods and places of work and recreation. We will continually learn from our city, putting its needs before our own. And finally, by God's grace, when people talk of Bible Center, they will tell stories of a family that is generously and courageously for the gospel and for the city. If you can memorize that before me, I'll buy you lunch. Why do we pray for Bible Center School? Because it impacts, it connects to our vision and our mission. Number two, quickly, it's a natural expression of our church's values it's a natural expression of our church's values. Some of you have seen our values up back on the wall, back on the windows at the back of the auditorium. You can check those out from the hallway. We have seven values that our elders worked on for well over a year. And we rolled those out back in the summer, last summer, expressing what we believe has been true of us since 1943 and what we want to be more true of us 
as we move forward together as a family. One of those values is the gospel. We always list the gospel first. It's that truth, that age-old truth. It's that good news that God created all things. God creates. It's the truth that sin breaks. But Jesus saves. Jesus transforms and God restores. Last week, we had four at the end of our service raise their hand and say, Pastor Matt, I've prayed to receive Christ. I put my faith in Christ. We had two of those at our baptism class this past Wednesday. We've got another baptism class coming up this Wednesday. If you're interested in baptism, join us on Wednesday evening. All the details are there. But the gospel is what drives us. If you walk up to our church and pop the hood, what you're going to see under the hood is the gospel. That's what drives us. But the gospel, uh, it's not just the gospel that saves us and gets us into heaven, but it's the gospel that motivates everything we do. Even at Bible Center School, we're constantly evaluating small things like the handbook. Even the handbook. Does our handbook reflect the gospel? Or does it reflect some 1920 version of religion? So we're constantly asking those questions. We, we want to continually approach it, not with legalism, but with the gospel. Another one of our values is city. We're in the city. We're in the city of Charleston, just like our church is in the city of Charleston. We'll be present here. Another value, family. Those of you who are part of Bible Center School know that the parents, in many ways, are like families, or there's pockets of families. You have your friends, and they have their friends, but the staff operates the same way. It really just has this family dynamic feel to it. Another value is generosity. Your generosity, I don't know if I've ever said this in here, your generosity makes Bible Center School possible. It makes our school possible. Every year as a church, we actually subsidize the school at least somewhere in the tune of five hundred to $700,000, depending on if you add up staff hours and square foot and, and all those things, about five hundred to $700,000. Somebody recently asked me, do you have a school so you can pay for the bills of your church? And I just had to laugh. I was like, if only, if only that were true. Actually, the other way around. Our church, we have the privilege of engaging and supporting our school, whether we have children there or not. We believe it's part of what we do. You know, the county gets per child in every school about twice what we charge for, for tuition. If we really wanted to charge what it costs to educate every child, it would be almost double what our tuition is today. And so we as a church get to step in and make that possible because of your generosity. Learning. I think it goes without saying, a school should be about learning. Growth. On Friday night at our Bible Center School Gala, Jeff Velipek did a great job talking about the importance of growing in all the same four areas where Jesus grew. Luke 2.52 says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So in other words, our growth should be mental, intellectual, physical, stature, spiritual, and social. So if we weren't a Christian school, if we weren't led and run by the people who lead and run Bible Center School, we may not have the privilege to have that fourth leg on the table. Try eating dinner at a three-legged table. But thankfully, we get to have all four legs firmly planted on the ground, educating children in all four ways. And then there's innovation. Innovation. 
I saw an email just a few days ago, which really gets me excited. It gets me excited for, for our son. It gets me excited for uh, our future as a church. And, and that is what's happening in the, in the realm of innovation as we move into being more of a STEM school, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. We currently have Z-Space already. We have a Z-Space lab. Jeremy, Mr. Jeremy's doing a great job leading the Z-Space lab. If you know what it is, just Google it. But I saw an email this week where we're starting to dip our toe into the area of robotics. Now, when I was a kid, I mean, who wouldn't want to step into robotics when you were a kid? I might go back and take classes, even though I'm the senior pastor. It sounds like it's going to be a great time. But these are our values, and we think the school reflects all of those. Number three, it gives us a way to connect with some who don't attend church anywhere. It gives us a way to connect with some who don't attend church anywhere. Bible Center School is one of many entry points into the church. It's not the only entry point. It's one of many. We have many other entry points. We have Celebrate Recovery, the Foster Closet, Adoption Support Groups, the Maker Center, Special Needs, Trunk Retreat, Men's Studies, Women's Bible Studies, etc. There are many who go to our school who are a part of our church. There are many who go to our school who are a part of other good gospel teaching and preaching churches. But do you know that we have a number of families in our school that aren't yet connected with any church? And so it's a joy for us to be able to, to reach out and connect with them and invite them in to our church or connect them with other good churches. I think about the Lackey family. They were in the first service Every so often, they'll remind me of the story of how they enrolled little Emily when she was just a little girl in Bible Center School. They got to know people from Bible Center School. Next thing you know, somebody invited them to Bible Center Church. And now they're leading our widow ministry, have been here decades, such a blessing to our church family, all because the school bridged the gap from the community into the church. We want that to continue. We're thankful for the opportunity to be part of that conversation. Number four, why pray for Bible Center School? Well, fourth and last, it gives us a way to contribute to education in the Kanawha Valley. It gives us a way to contribute to education in the Kanawha Valley. It's not the only way, but it's a way. Jesus calls us to be salt and light in the world. In order to do that, we, we have to step into specific arenas with positive influence Christians have done this for years in healthcare. Think about how many hospitals, those of you who've traveled, those of you who've been in other big cities, how many hospitals and clinics can you think of that have been started by religious groups? Christians have stepped into many of those arenas. Foster care and adoption, caring for the fatherless and the motherless. For 22 years, my great-grandpa was the chaplain for Davis Child Shelter here in Charleston. Many of you have adopted and, and you fostered and, and you care and you step in and you love in that way because of what Jesus has done for you. Government. God calls Christians to step into government so that we can be salt and light in sometimes a very, very dark place. But in that list of things also involves education. I'm thinking of some schools that you would know. I learned this week that Harvard was founded in 1636 with one goal, that was to train disciples of Jesus Christ. The College of William and Mary was established in 1693 to train ministers of the gospel. 
By 1701, they believed that Harvard had started to slip. And so Yale was started in 1701 to be a truer school of discipleship. Rhode Island College, now known as Brown University, was founded in 1764 for the task of training Christian leaders. Even if you don't have kids at Bible Center School, please pray. Please pray that God will use us to make an impact on our community through education. So then the question comes, how can we pray? How do we pray for a school like Bible Center? I want to give you four ways and we're going to be done. Try to make it practical. What can we do? How can we pray? What can we put on our refrigerator to pray for as a list? Number one, pray for more volunteers. Pray for more volunteers. Just like in the church, there's always plenty that needs done. I talked to Stephanie Schaefer, our administrator, and our assistant principal, Emily, and I had them text me some ways that we could use volunteers in the school, and this is what they texted me. We need a lot of volunteers to do the following, to help serve lunch in the lunchroom every day, to help our students who struggle with reading or math, to help us with programs and activities that we have on campus like Veterans Day and Grandparents Day, etc. We need help with admissions and, and uh, other activities around our sporting events. We need help in the library and help preparing for the next school year. We always need help painting. We always need help cleaning. We always need help in the classroom. Now we have an army of parent volunteers who already step in and serve. Some of you are in this room but maybe you've been looking for a way to plug into the church and you haven't quite found it yet, you can actually go on the app, our Bible Center app, and you can click connect and say, I want to serve somewhere. And there's a radio button where you can serve in Bible Center school. You can just simply put your name. Mrs. Schaefer will reach out to you and get you plugged into a community where you can find belonging. We'd love to have you help. But let's pray for volunteers. Secondly, let's pray for more students. Let's pray for more students. Bible Center is not fit for every child or every family. I encourage parents. Somebody asked me, Pastor Matt, what schools do you believe in? I say, well, first of all, I believe in parents. I believe in parents. As, as parents and grandparents, you pray about where the Lord would have you send your children. But we believe our school is a hidden gem. And as, as attendance continues to grow and as enrollment continues to climb, we still have space and this Thursday, we're going to have a, a, an open house. We plan to have our son there. We would love for you to join us as well. Even if you're remotely interested, just come and check it out. See what it's about. The Bible Center School this Thursday. Let's pray for more students. Third, let's pray for God's provision. Let's pray for God's provision. I said a moment ago that uh, we actually, our tuition is about half of what it costs to educate a child. But I asked Stephanie, Mrs. Schaefer, this week, I said, why is it that we ask people to consider helping us support the school? Why is it that we continue to ask for people to pray for provision? And she, without hesitating, she said this, excellence costs money. Excellence costs money. If we're going to provide the level of education that we want to provide and that we're on the journey to provide, we're going to need to pray that God provides the finances. 
there's two areas particularly that I'm excited about. And, and John and I went back and forth this morning, like super early, um, about what I would say, what I wouldn't say. And so I think we've come to a compromise. He's going to roll out the rest next week. Keeping secrets, I'm just going to warn you, is hard for me. But um, one, of the, one of the areas where we're pumped and we're praying that the Lord provides is for the renovation of our school campus. Um, there's some neat things taking place, particularly in the auditorium this summer, where we're going to make permanent walls. It was the old church auditorium, and it really hasn't been touched in like 12 years. So we're going to make permanent walls. We're going to make some balcony space, some things for our students. I'm not going to say anything else. John will share all the, all the details. Um, but we need, to, we need to clean the front of the church. We need to redo the front of the church to make it look more like a school. I keep, here I am saying it's a church. It's a school. So there's a lot of work to do, and we have a plan for that. Our architects have already given us what we need for that. He'll roll it out next week. But I'm also excited for this. I debated on sharing this, but I'm going to share it, and I'll apologize later. Um, even though we plan just for that campus to be K through 8, as we continue to grow, we're almost to the place where we need more room now. And so the question is, where is that room going to come from? Where is that room going to come from? Well, the answer is easy. You know, if you're standing in the Kroger parking lot and you're looking at Bible Center School, on the right is what I call the Space Needle. I guess it's okay to say that. And on the left, there's this mountain, right? On top of that mountain, there's a playground. We have plans, John has plans in his office for actually bringing that mountain completely down, level with the rest of the property so that we can expand as a preschool and as a K-8 school. Now, that's going to cost a lot to do. If you're interested in helping us do that, and you don't want to wait for some campaign, and you don't want to see us do another campaign, call, my, call John's cell phone. I'm going to give you John's number right here. Um, uh, he didn't know. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, that's my cell phone. It really is. I am serious about this. That's my number. If you want to step in and you want to see something happen, even that we're not yet doing as a church, you call me. And let's work together because we believe the time is now. We believe the climate, the political climate, the economic climate, we're right in that spot where we need to act. And I want you to join us. Let's do this and pray for God's provision for Bible Center School. And lastly, I want to invite you to pray for clear wisdom about future expansion. Clear wisdom about future expansion. I speak on behalf of our boards, I do so soberly, that we are in the beginning stages, just the very beginning stages of determining, of seeing, of interpreting the Lord's leading about us starting a high school. Now, we've been a K through five school for years. We've had a preschool since night, for years. 1981 was the start date of our school. But there's a lot of energy right now around starting a high school. And at one time, I said, we will never start a high school. So whoever I need to confess to and say I'm sorry, I'm confessing and I'm saying I'm sorry, okay? So I'm just going ahead and say it. We got that on record. We'll just play it. But we're praying through that right now. What does the Lord have for us concerning a high school? We're very, very serious about our DNA, our values being infused even at the high school level. Our gospel values of truly loving the gospel, not legalism the gospel. We're, we're serious about generosity and growth being infused where we want to continue to grow. Innovation, as I've already discussed, the family feel that we have at the church to continue into their high school years at the school. 
learning, where we take academics very seriously and being involved in this city. Pray with us. There's some options on the table, and I've already shared too much, so I won't share anything else. Just pray with us and see what the Lord does. In closing, why would I ask you to pray for these things? Why pray for these things? The answer is very, very simple. We'll put it on the screen. It's because of what Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. What Jesus said in Matthew 9, verses 37 and 38, for dramatic effect, we're, we're waiting before it goes on the screen. There we go. Bam. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, as you look at that verse, I'll ask you this question. Is the problem with the harvest? Yes or no? The problem's not with the harvest. We talk a lot as Christians about, oh, the world is so bad, and oh, the harvest is so bad, and people aren't coming to Jesus like they used to, and boy, the world is just really taking a turn. And all that's true, but Jesus said the problem isn't with the harvest. That Greek word for plenteous means ripe for the picking. Jesus says there are people right now who will be saved, who could be saved, who would be saved, but the answer is not in the harvest. The answer, the solution is in the workers. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. What gets us out of bed every morning is the thought, what gets Stephanie out of bed every morning, besides the fact that she'd lose her job if she didn't get out of bed every morning, is knowing that there are young men and young women that we have the opportunity to train for harvest work by the grace of Jesus Christ. What can we do? We all can pray for Bible Center School. Once again, thank you for joining us this week. We look forward to serving you in next week's podcast, along with our weekend services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 a.m.